thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul first once more. Lord, I just want to say good morning, precious Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for bringing us into a brand new day. Scripture says this is the day that you have made and that you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. Your word says that daily, daily you load us with benefits. So we say thank you for this precious morning. Thank you for the benefits that you have planned for us again. Thank you for your mercies that are new this morning for your faithfulness that is new this morning, for your love that is poured out again upon us, precious Lord. We ask, O oh God, that your name will be magnified in the mighty name of Jesus. You are who you are. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, the word says. And because of that, Lord, we can confidently come this morning knowing that the blood is speaking again we say thank you precious father el shaddai be glorified king of glory be glorified this morning ancient of days the god who is from everlasting to everlasting be glorified again in the mighty name of jesus Lord, as we spend this short time in your presence to read our Bibles once again, we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us once again this morning. Grant us the correct interpretation of your word and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to Devotion this morning. I am Murphy A.A. Nike. We continue reading, studying, and comment our commentary on the book of Acts. We are reading through the entire New Testament. I want to say a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. God bless you. I hope you are doing well where you are. If it's your first time joining us this morning, thank you. Thank you for taking our time to be here. I pray for you especially this morning that God will grant you understanding in his word in the name of Jesus. All right, let's dive straight back in. We are in we stopped yesterday Acts chapter 12. Today we will read Acts chapter 13 and Acts chapter 14 at the least. Acts chapter 12, we saw that Peter 11 and 12 Peter had had to explain himself because initially those who went out even after the persecution began just imagine jesus told them tarry in jerusalem he said you will be witnesses unto me but wait in jerusalem until you are endued with power and then you'll be witnesses for me in jerusalem in judea in samaria and then to the uttermost part of the earth okay so just imagine that message 
and that tells you that it is a concentric circle that is gradually widening yes it's gradually flowing out from jerusalem uh, that was the in quote the capital of the jewish people and flowing out to the old world you would have thought that was the message and when peter preached for the first time talking about what was happening peter identified that that was the message god promised abraham that through him through his seed this seed is christ and through him the whole world will be blessed but when the believers went began to go out the bible says they preached to only jews so however wherever they went i don't know how many jewish people were in the world at that time they preached only to the jews okay until a few of them began to break break the edge began to break the boundary and one of them was peter when he was questioned you know in fact peter knew he was going to be questioned that was what i i shared yesterday i said that was why he went with six brothers and in his defense he said look i did not go in alone we went into the house together the man spoke to us together the man did not speak to me um and of course peter also had that vision in acts chapter 10 when god let down that sheet and god told him don't call unclean what 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 i have called clean okay so acts chapter 13 now begins we see barnabas and saul step forward having rejected taking on this this ministry to the gentiles at least you know with his full chest having rejected it god picks barnabas and saul to to do this work and then from here they will begin their first missionary trip let's read this morning and learn big lessons for all from here you know every other apostle is just cast aside and the focus is first of all on barnabas and saul and then eventually it will be solely on saul among the prophets verse 1 we are reading the new living translation among the prophets and teachers of the church at antioch of syria where barnabas remember he's talking about prophets and teachers where barnabas barnabas was an apostle eventually simeon the black man the black man or um there are those who say simeon called either you want to pronounce it Niger or ninja okay but simon simeon the black man lucius from cyrene cyrene is also from africa okay so cyrene is somewhere in libya so that's two of them already you have manahen the childhood companion of king Herod antipas and saul so those were the prophets and teachers that were meeting together and Saul it says one day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting the Holy Spirit said the Holy Spirit said notice that in this group you don't have any of the other main apostles okay no Peter no John no James the brother of Jesus none of them still the holy spirit was working with this set of disciples the holy spirit said to them say so after fasting he said no sorry the holy spirit said 
appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. And I think the Holy Spirit, God, was indicating something here. The apostles, the original people who received the assignment were refusing to go to the Gentile. God sidesteps them, pick a new set of people. And I'm telling you, this will be the source of the major contention. However, Barnabas, remember that Barnabas started with them also, right? He was not chosen. Matthias was chosen ahead of Barnabas. But still, you know, everyone knew Barnabas. He had a track record. Uh, but that was still not good enough. They fought heavily against this message. The Holy Spirit said, appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and praying, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. They laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So this is what we then call the first missionary journey of Paul and Barnabas. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. You know, you can see that the way they talk about the Holy Spirit, they talk about him like, like one an, an individual or a leader among them. He says, separate unto me, you know, Paul or Saul and Barnabas for the work I have for them. And now, verse 4, it says, so Barnabas, Barnabas and, and, and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit, as in the Holy Spirit literally told them, I am sending you here, or nudged them, I am sending you here. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed from the highland of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogue and preached the word of God. They preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterwards, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached, they reached Paphos. They reached Paphos where they met a Jewish sorcerer. They met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar Jesus. Okay, because Jesus in his name does not mean <laughs> he had any relationship with Jesus. He's he is a sorcerer and a false prophet named Bar Jesus. He had attached himself, attached himself to the governor, attached himself to the seat of power to control, to control governance in that in that area. He had attached himself to the governor Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man, eh? an intelligent man that did not know that he was being manipulated, an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him for he wanted to hear he wanted to hear the word of God and I think the most likely that was what led to the deception that he, he was getting right he was thirsty for God he wanted to 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 hear the word of God and then mistakenly invited this sorcerer and and false prophet into 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 his um his office here he invited Paul and, and Barnabas, Saul and Barnabas, sorry, because he wanted to hear the word of God. 18 says, but Elimas, 
Elimas, uh, the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor, he was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, this is the first time he is called Paul. That's Acts chapter 13, and Paul is simply his Greek. The Greek name that you will use for Saul, Saul will be, in, if you are pronouncing it in Hebrew or the Jewish name, Paul is the Greek name. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he looked, he looked the sorcerer in the eyes. Then he said, you son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, and an and enemy of all that is good, will you never stop perverting the true way, the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, watch now. In other words, be careful. Watch now. For the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Hmm. Instantly, mist and darkness came over. It came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, the governor does not need to hear anything again. <laughs> when the governor saw, not Hado, he saw what had happened, he became a believer. He became a believer straight. Wow. Amazing. He became a believer for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Okay, so Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas did not just re remain with this. They didn't just do this wonder and, and step away. No, they still taught the word of God. He said he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord and he became a believer. I am praying for us that as we step out, especially this month of our doing good, as we step out, the Lord will cause signs and wonders to follow us. When we pray, there will be answers to our prayers. The sick will be healed so that people will become believers. Yes. I pray this morning in the name of Jesus. Verse 13 says, Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Paga. There, John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. John Mark left them uh, and, le and returned to Jerusalem, but Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. You need to note this. Antioch of Pisidia is different from the Antioch where the believers were first called Christians. So Antioch of Pisidia. Now, you also want to note the Bible says that John Mark left them. Why did John Mark left de leave them? John Mark left because trouble began. Okay, so we'll read about that shortly. It says, uh, traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual reading from the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Uh, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. So Paul stood, lifted his hands to quiet them and started speaking, men of Israel. He said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. 
the God of this nation of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. I won't be surprised if the text read that day, you know, would have been from the, the scriptures from the book of Exodus. So Paul begins his preaching, his teaching right from the book of Exodus. He says, then with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. He put, he put up with them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in, Can- in Canaan and gave their land to, to Israel as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After that, God gave, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel, the, prof- the prophet, Samuel, the prophet. Then the people begged for a king and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin who reigned for 40 years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything. He will do everything I want him to do. 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. And it is one of King David's descendant, Jesus, who is God's promised savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist, John the Baptist preached that all the people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not. As he was finishing his ministry, John clarified, Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not. But he is coming soon, and I'm not even worthy to be his, his slave, and untie the sanders on his feet. Brothers, you sons of Abraham, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to you, the people in Jerusalem and their leaders. Hmm? This message of God's salvation has been sent to all of us. Okay? It says, this message, God-fearing, God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to, to us. The people in Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as the one the prophet had spoken about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this, they fulfilled the prophet's words, the prophet's words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophecy said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and over a period of many days, he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The good news, the promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. Jesus. This is what the second Psalm says about Jesus. You are my son. Today I will become your father. Psalm 2 verse 7. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. He said, I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 3. I hope you note the way 
<laughs> Paul preaching to a Jewish audience is rolling out the scripture right from, from Isaiah. It started from the book of Exodus. And Paul is so is an expert at this. He says another psalm explains it more fully. You will not allow your only one to rot, to rot in the grave. Psalm 16, verse 10. This is not a reference to David. For after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else, someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. <laughs> Brothers, listen, we are here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight. Something, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophets, the prophets' word, words apply to you. For they said, look, you mockers, be amazed and, and die. For I am doing something in your own day. Something you wouldn't believe. Even if someone told you, told you about it. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 5. As Paul and Barnabas and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them. They begged them because look at the way they were expertly explaining the scriptures. They begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. Eh? Rely on the grace of, of God, not works. Now, the following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous. They were jealous. All that, all everything that Paul went through was all jealousy. It was just that they were jealous of his success. They were jealous, so they slandered Paul. Eh? and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourself unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. Barnabas and Paul together, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring light to the farthest corners of the earth. Okay, so that's a quote from Isaiah chapter 49 verse 6. But Barnabas and, 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 and Saul or Paul are saying that this is what God told them. I have made you a light to the Gentiles. And I think it would have come from that meeting where they had together with the prophets and teachers and hands were laid on them and prophecies spoken over them. It says to bring light, salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message and all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious men and the leaders of the city and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers, the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you something, something that even the apostles the apostles were not able to accomplish. The apostles were not able to accomplish Barnabas and Barnabas and, and Saul here. 
were able to accomplish they were able to reach people you know look at the way they have just penetrated even the jewish people because many jews here uh, became believers ah, and i'm telling you the zealots among them would not take this one lying down they will continue following paul and barnabas everywhere so they have gone on to iconium let's move on to acts chapter 14. it says the same thing happened in iconium paul and barnabas went to the jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great and this is going to be my prayer for us that when we preach the word of god it will come with such power such power that a great number of both jews and greeks became believers some of the jews however spawned god's message and poisoned the minds of the gentiles against paul and Barnabas. but the apostles stayed there a long time preaching boldly about the grace of the lord they stayed there a long time when they were resisted no they didn't run away they stayed there a long time and preached the word of god boldly about the grace of the lord our message is about the grace of the lord and the lord proved their message was true by giving them power to do miraculous signs and wonders but the people of the town were divided in their opinion about them some sided with the jews and some with the apostles then a mob of gentiles and jews along with their leaders decided to attack and stone them when the apostles learned of it they fled to the region of lycaonia to the towns of lystra and derby and the surrounding areas and there they preached they preached the good news while they were at lystra paul and barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet he had been that way from birth so he had never walked he was sitting and listening to as paul preached looking straight at him paul realized he had faith to be healed how will paul have seen this the man is trying to get up paul saw that he paul realized he had faith to be healed so paul called to him in a loud voice stand up and the man jumped to his feet and started walking when the crowd saw what paul had done they shouted in their local dialect these men are gods in human form they decided that barnabas was the greek god zeus and that paul was hermes since he was the chief speaker now the temple of zeus was located just outside the town so the priest of the temple and the crowds brought booths and and wreaths of of flowers to the town gates and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles but when the apostles barnabas and paul heard what was happening they tore their clothing in dismay and ran out among the people shouting friends why are you doing this we are merely human beings just like you we have come to bring you eh? we have come to bring you the good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living god who made heaven and earth the seas and everything in them in the past he permitted all the nations to go their own way but he never left them without evidence of himself and his goodness for instance he sends you rain and good crops and gives you food and joyful hearts but even with these words even with these words paul and barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them then some jews arrived from antioch and iconium and won the crowds to their side they stoned paul and dragged him out of town thinking he was dead but as the believers gathered around him he got up and went back into the town <laughs> the next day he left with barnabas for derby all right i would have thought it would be good to stop here 
we have just a few seconds to our reading today okay so let me just add a few a few seconds to this one now Barnabas uh, Barnabas and Paul returns to Antioch of Syria Antioch of Syria is different from Antioch of Pisidia. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the, the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith and reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church with prayer and fasting. They turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Then they traveled back through Pisidia to Pamphylia. They preached the word of God in Pega, and then went down to Atalaya. Finally, they returned by ship to Antioch of Syria, where they journeyed, where the journey had begun. So that's the first missionary journey. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. And they stayed there with the believers for a long time. Wow. All right. So apologies there i had to rush it at the end but we see how the holy spirit was working with the apostles with the disciples as they preached the word of god and i want you to know this morning that if you will step out in faith to preach the word of god to preach this good news this message that saves the lord will walk with you and i pray for you this morning that the Lord will work with you in the name of Jesus. I hope you paid attention to how expertly Paul presented the message. Yes, you need to be able to present the good news that Jesus saved. And God will help all of us this morning. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.